there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 135 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. Hello, how are you doing? I do hope you are well this fine day, wherever you may be in the world. I am joined by Miles Thompson. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How on earth are you? That was very Australian of me, wasn't it? Good day, mate. <laughs> Good day, mate. Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. I've had a very productive day, sort of doing life admin and housework and all that kind of stuff, but I kind of like managed to do all of it in one day, so I'm feeling like energised, you know? Wow, good for you. Yeah, I know, right? Feeling good. Nice work. Have you uh, been anywhere this weekend or have you, uh, have you seen the world at all? Not really this weekend. No, it's been nice. more doing Christmas shopping and sorting out bits and pieces. And again, just more life open, but it's been nice after having like five consecutive weekends going on trains to different places. Sure. Um, sure. So yeah, it's been quite nice to just sort stuff out at home kind of thing. Excellent. And of course, K to the A to the Z, KB. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I, I wasn't going to chance it a second time, you know. I thought, yeah, I bossed it the first time, but I think <laughs> doing it two weeks in a row is just going to, it's not, it's not going to happen, is it? I'm just going to embarrass myself. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. I, um, I was just saying to you before we started recording that I feel like the weekend blinked at me like I feel like it was Friday and I was really excited that it was Friday and I've blinked and I've woken up on Monday morning to go to work and I'm like fuck Mm. (laughs) but I've also been very very productive like Miles I actually smashed out pretty much all of my Christmas shopping this weekend um it's very exciting so my mum doesn't listen to the pod because obviously she hates me and I'm kidding um let's just shoot this would go over her head but um so I've very excitingly bought her like something that I've been planning to buy her for years but Uh we couldn't do it because of covid and i'm really excited that i'm able well i know i mean covid you know i've bought her like a little trip away to somewhere we've always wanted to go i was determined to buy it for a 60th then covid hit so we couldn't do it so i'm gonna give her like a little travel book for christmas and i'm gonna like buy a little ticket like a fake ticket and that's how i'm gonna present her christmas i'm so excited i love giving presents oh that's very cool (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so that's my weekend, but it does feel like it was over very quickly. Mm. Um but yeah. How is how are you, Ross? How how's your week been? Oh, it's just been a it's just been a it's been a great week to be me. You know? <laughs> Always a good week to be you, Ross. I don't it, it really isn't. I don't, you know, <laughs> you don't want to wake up with the uh, existential crisis of being me every single day. But yeah, this week has just been great. I've been playing lots of Halo. There's a brand nice. new island on Fortnite that I've been exploring. And yeah. that's been that's been a whole lot of fun. Um, very much enjoying the new map. I won't go into it at all because no one cares, but I like it. <laughs> and uh... You're not like one of those people, like I think the way that people see Taylor Swift and me is that like whenever something Fortnite comes out, like great time to be you because, mm. you know, obviously you enjoy Fortnite. Terrible time for nobody who like, like anybody who might not, you know, like you because I think, oh, Ross is enjoying his day today. <laughs> but you I'll like you what, it's a... Fortnite comes, I think yeah. you. It's a new island. It's a great time to jump in, you know? Oh, uh, do you know what? You're not the first person to say that to me this week. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> it's not going to happen, Ross. It's not going to happen. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Maybe okay. one day. You can get me, get me drunk and, and we'll play on Fortnite, but not with my trophy list. I'm so I'm glad you said we'll play on Fortnite then. Jesus Christ, I could have gone in a million different directions. <laughs> one day you'll get me drunk and, and, and we'll play Fortnite. <laughs> God! No. But... Um, actually... I have beef with you. Uh-oh. Why? It's in regards to um, the Taylor Swift and Mega Hits. We are never, ever getting back together. Okay. Yeah. Um, I need you to clarify something for me. Okay. Because in that song, she yep. states, and I quote, you can talk to your friends, mm-hmm. talk to my friends, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. talk to me, mm-hmm. but we are never ever getting back together, right? Mm-hmm. Now you think, well, that's a very grown up position, you know? You break up, you can still stay friends, whatever, that's good. But what yep. power does this woman have over this man that she is now allowing him to talk to his own friends again? <laughs> What I think that so actually I haven't taken it from your perspective. I think that she meant it in a way that's like you can try and persuade your friends, you can try and persuade your my friends, and you can try and persuade me to get back together with you, but it's never happening. So it's not in a way that's like, don't worry, you can still live your own quality of life. It's more like a yeah, you can talk to your friends and say all you need about them, but I'm still not gonna get back with you. And you can talk to my friends but I'm never going to back out of you. And you can talk to me and no matter what you say, I'm still never getting back together with you. I, I think see. it's more like that. Okay. Why is that beef with me? What have I done? Well, because... <laughs> or is that because you're beef with the song? So if I have beef with the song, therefore it's beef with you. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I'll take because it, I'll I just, it. it's just one of those things. It was like, it's like, well, that's... Of course <laughs> I'm allowed to talk to my friends. <laughs> no, she's not saying it like they're controlling. Sorry, guys. Uh, I've broken up with Taylor Swift, so we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> I Imagine mean, me a... saying that to Chris and Ian. Sorry, guys. Uh, Taylor Swift's not allowing me to talk to you anymore, so no. I got I have to go. Listen, if Chris or Ian broke up with Taylor Swift, I wouldn't talk to them anymore. No, oh, me neither. To be uh, but yeah, have we squashed the beef? Yeah, all right, I'll let it go. Okay. You've 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 you, you presented a compelling enough argument. That thank like, you. Thank okay, you. that's fine. Thank right. you. Right, I just wanted to get that off my chest. Whew. Okay, okay, we can we can talk about video games now. So, um, Miles, what is your game of the week? <laughs> was a lot of Taylor Swift shout out. Um, so I've finally been able to talk about two of the games that I reviewed a little while ago and I've also played another two games on top of that so I have a lot to talk about but I'm going to stick to one for the game of the week and then I'll just mention a couple others in the recommendations so first of all Deathloop I'm playing it started it love it it's great but I haven't played it enough yet so that's not my game of the week but it's great play it um, and then my actual game of the week is Heavenly Bodies um, which is a game I think the review went live today didn't it and it's a bit like uh, it sure did on fingerguns.net woohoo and have either of you ever played getting over it the one where it's like the guy and he's in like this cauldron like iron cauldron thing and he's got like a pickaxe and you have to like swing the axe to make yourself like go over hills and mountains and stuff no i'm very bad at getting over stuff (laughs) i don't get over things well no you should uh, talk to taylor swift about that apparently so She's got a lot of songs that might help. Um, But basically, it's one of those games, a bit like Surgeon Simulator, where the mechanics are purposely like so bouncy and loose and annoying on purpose. Like the whole game is designed to just be like an effort of annoying you, but in like a really like funny way. And Heavenly Bodies kind of takes that concept and it makes it a bit more like well-polished. Like it's an actual good game. Um, but one that drove me absolutely ballistic on a few occasions. <laughs> so it's like, obviously it's in space. So you're a cosmonaut, you're sent up to a space station. Each mission is like an objective that you need to do to bring this like station online. Um, so you'll be like planting uh, plants to create like oxygen sources, or you'll need to like repair a generator to get power, or you'll be going out into an asteroid field, like mining different minerals and stuff. It's got a really cool kind of aesthetic. It's like 70s inspired. Everything's quite like a, like a vibrant color to it. So everything kind of like pops off the screen. Um, and it's quite like the station's quite like sterile as you'd expect it to be. But like your astronaut like really sticks out and it, it looks really nice. It's got a really cool aesthetic to it. Um, and then effectively, you can only control your limbs. So you control your arms and your legs using the 
the R2, L2, L1, R1. Um, and you effectively have to like maneuver yourself around the station by like gripping onto things and then like changing your direction of your weight and like uh, momentum and stuff. And it sounds so easy when you describe it to someone and then you fucking play this game and you smack your head against an airlock door six times because you can't shift your weight properly to flip a lever to open the damn thing and then when you do finally open it you realize you weren't tethered onto the actual ship so you go flying out into space and then you die and i was like fuck (laughs) so it's kind of one of those games that's got like those really funny moments and because you can also play it in co-op like i'd imagine i played it like solo but I imagine if I played this with a friend, I would be such an arsehole because I would literally be like, yeah, yeah, you're tethered. I've got you. You're fine. And then they'd open the airlock and then I'd untether them and they'd just float out into the distance and die. And I'd laugh hysterically at their expense. Um, and yeah, it's it's really well made. It's really polished. There was a couple of glitches, but other than that, you know, it works really well. And it's a really fun game. And at times it can be quite zen when you finally get to grips with how it works and you can actually float through the station properly, like swinging off different things and using your momentum well. Um Problem was, I just wasn't very good at it. Like, I'm fairly decent at most games, but I fucking sucked at this one, and it drove me mental. Um, I'm happy to hear that. I'm very happy to hear that. (laughs) I thought you might be for some reason. (laughs) Yeah, because, like, the only game that we've played competitively is shooting each other in the the training mode in Bad for Blood. Oh, yeah. And... Like not even in the training mode, in the in the lobby, essentially. <laughs> yeah. And you're better at that than me. It's like it's not even a game. <laughs> like, fuck this guy. <laughs> that that was good fun. It was the pistol shots to the head. That was yeah, good. yeah. Um, but yeah, so overall, it's a very, very well made, very good game. Um, it's well worth playing if you enjoy that kind of thing, but just go into it knowing that it's gonna be there on purpose to piss you off. Um, because space isn't very accommodating to you know actually being able to do things properly. Um so yeah, I'd recommend it, but I won't be playing it again. I've had my time with it. <laughs> okay, nice one. Interesting. Yeah, it uh, it's never really appealed to me, but now I know why. I mean, it's... we could play it in co-op. Yeah, I'm. I'm... I mean, you'll know what I'll do, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to wait for Elden Ring so you can carry me through that. I think. Yeah, that's fair. That might be a more sensible option. <laughs> I completed Elden Ring. I might complete Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, you'll be like level two, and I'll be like yeah. level fifty, like rampaging through. Hooray! We did it. <laughs> Nailed it. I helped. Uh, Kat, your game of the week. The game of the week is a game called Rubber Bandits. So my review should be on FingerGuns.net within the next twenty-four hours or so. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it lot of issues could be a lot of fun is essentially the footnotes to this mini game of the week so essentially you are it's it's essentially four guys light if you like four guys you'll like this but it's just on a, a kind of tremendously lower scale it's not got as many game modes it's not got as much variety uh your players like this little rubber bean who's a criminal and you get put into a little environment a little room or like a little museum or a bank and there's three other players with you so it's four four of you guys whether you be online with your friends or with ai um and you have to get the loot you have to kind of get some cash and then you have to escape the the scenario uh so there's 10 loot altogether so you can choose to like play this tactically and get six loot and go or you can choose to be kind of greedy and get all 10 um the little hitches is that everyone has weapons the environment can be used as a weapon you can throw stuff you can smack people you can shoot people you can lightsaber people you can throw baguettes at people's heads like good fun it is a lot of fun um and there's a little, there's a couple of different game modes. So there's that one, which is called Heist. Uh, there's one that's called Brawl, which is like a, a best of three. So you have three lives um, 
and then three rounds and then um whoever kind of diminishes your lives or other or if you diminish other people's lives first you win that round and then it's best of three which can be really fun and very infuriating because you can kind of see yourself losing or see yourself winning or be very close to winning and have it stolen from you um and there's like a team round and yeah so all in all great idea good idea because if you do leave early like so if you get six loot and you leave early it's first to 21 you can come back as a cop you can come back as the police and you can confiscate the other cash off of people it doesn't get added to your loot but it just makes them not get it so you know there's a lot of ways that you can play tactically which would be great if you could actually fucking play the game and (laughs) and that's a little bit hyperbolic because you can't play the game but for a game that's very much um targeted for online play or just playing with your friends online you know because there's not going to be many people unless you're living in a frat house or you're living in uni or whatever you know you're not going to have very many readily available friends with lots of different consoles in your house so you know this is majorly kind of target audience to online play with your friends or online play with just other strangers and the input delay is just awful and I don't know if this was a PlayStation thing, because it just, it seemed to be that, obviously because the game has only just been released, that everyone was playing, because it does enable cross-play. Um, lots of people were PC players or Xbox players, so I, whether it was just a I don't know. I really don't know. But it, I wasn't the only one, so I managed to play it with a friend who bought it um, to play, because they, they liked the look of it before, um, before, you know, before I even started the review, they, they kind of... We'd gone at day one and uh yeah so we played together so that I could check out the other modes and oh, he, he just said it was just as bad for him and you know you'd you tap to jump and then you would jump like two seconds later like I would audibly say one two and then he'd jump and I'm like when you're playing a game that li- literally revolves around you trying to beat people up and escape a room it is not helpful if you you know go left and you don't go left until a couple of seconds later it's just a shit show it's just a circus if that was fixed if that was optimized if that was a little bit cleaner a little bit smoother you've got a really cool game on your hands you've got like a a cool little party brawler but without it it's a very lonely game obviously offline you don't get any um don't get any lag because we're offline but it's it's lonely if this arcade mode which you could play with friends but it would just be awful where like the AI are police and the police are in each level and you have to kind of go and escape and get the loot and stuff. But I had to play it on my own because physically me and my friend can play it. It was just too laggy. So great game, has potential. Hope it gets updates, hope it gets patches, hope they sort that shit out. Because when you've got four guys and you've got gang beasts and you've got whatever that animal one is, that, whatever that is, um, and you've got Fortnite and you've got Dead by Dead, you know, you don't need the laggy game for 25 quid it's just you're not just you're just not gonna buy it like 25 quid to not be able to play a game is just not gonna be ideal but the, it, it mm. is such a great idea and it is really, really fun and when it works it is really fun but it you know that's 10 percent of the time <laughs> so but i had fun on my own for a while and then it got pretty lonely so oh. so, so yeah so bit mixed bag this week had fun great idea but just you know yeah, I had a um a quick blast on it because it's on uh it's on Game Pass. Yeah. And uh yeah, I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to playing this with Cat. We'll see what it's like in like 20 minutes in. I was like, I don't want to play this again. Yeah. It didn't did it have, didn't, did it didn't grab the, me. 
no and that's what I mean I was like I think when you've got when you've got um four guys you know it's very similar to four guys but four guys has so much variety that we're now I feel like sometimes we're almost going back to like vine era where our attention span is like four seconds long and if there's a better vine out there that's the one we're going to watch over and over and over and over again but we can't be fucked to wait around and I think yeah, that's that's true. that's the scenario here is that four guys is number one it's the better vine and we can't really be pissed to, to wait around for this if it doesn't grab us immediately or if it doesn't take us immediately we don't care next game and that's so sad because lots of people put in so much time in development into this game that I think like you could have just waited a couple of weeks but I don't know about you Ross did you get the input delay did you get the lag? Um, a little bit, yeah. Which it's just, it kind of reminded me of Gang Beasts in a way. Um, it kind of, it had definitely had that vibe. Uh, where Gang Beasts, there is a little bit of input delay, but it's almost a feature. It's kind of like uh, part okay. of the, it's part of the, the annoyance of that game. Yeah. Is that you've, you're fighting against the game, but that's kind of the point, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it gave me that kind of vibe. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what is what's your game of the week? Well, thanks so much for asking. I was going to gush for, uh, for ten minutes about the new Fortnite Islands, but I'm not going to. Don't worry. Uh, do you want to gush? You can gush. No, no, no. You need no, your I'm things not. too. No, it's fine. If Dead by Daylight brought out a sequel, I'm sure I'd gush about that for ten minutes. So yeah, and I'd, and I'd kick you off the podcast. So was, <laughs> you know, um, no, I've been um, exploring Game Pass a bit. Uh, my Xbox is now bloody hell. It's like my number one console right now. PS5 is currently a Fortnite machine. And I found a lovely game on Game Pass called Archfail, which is out now. And if you can imagine a top-down, pixel-generated dungeon crawler made by Housemark, this is pretty much what Archfail is. It's a dungeon crawler, you have a sword, and you have all, like, all the traditional weapons that you would find in an RPG sort of dungeon crawler. But it's just bullet hell in every single room, and it's absolutely chaotic and... It's really, really fun. Um, I sort of needed a bit of a break because I was playing Forza and Halo and Fortnite pretty hard. And I just wanted to play something that was a little bit more low tempo for for a couple hours. And Archville was that game. And I've played it pretty much every day this week. And I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's not really a, that, a game that I'd sort of be into, but I started playing it and I got a little addicted to it in the same way that I got addicted to a lot of Housemark stuff, you know, especially like things like Resogun. Um, way back in the early PS4 days, and it kind of has that vibe, and it's yeah, it's just it's just nice, it's just nice. It's tough as balls. Um, it's certainly not easy, but it's definitely made for the uh, the more hardcore player. So yeah, it takes me a little while to get through things because I'm not I'm not a very good gamer to be honest with you. I had to sell podcasts, I got a whole bloody website. I'm not very good at video games. That's okay. I can own this. It's perfectly okay with me. And Archfail is a game that is sort of testing me a little, but I like that because, you know, Halo isn't testing me because I'm 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 badass at Halo. Uh, Forza are pretty much rinsed now. I don't think there's really much else for me to do on Forza, to be quite honest. And you know, Fortnite is one of those just daily things that I thoroughly enjoy. But Archfail is a game that's really challenging me, and I like it a lot. It's available on Game Pass and PC, and also for eleven ninety nine on the Xbox Store if you do want to. Check it out. It's made by, uh, well, it's published by Humble Games. So it's got a real kind of like indie sensibility to it. And I, yeah, I highly recommend it if you're into your dungeon crawlers and Housemark. If you want to see them meshed together, then that's what Archvel is. And it's well worth a look. I think you'll like it, Miles, actually. I think it's got a Miles Thompson vibe to it. I was going to say, the more you were describing it, the more I was like, this is my jam. I've actually written it down. So I was like, mm, that, that sounds like a good time. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, it's uh, it is, it is a lot of fun. All right, then. Let's get into this week's quiz. Let's see who's going to get their ass handed to him this week. Kat, are you ready? I am so ready. Are you guys ready? It's better go no. than last time. I mean, <laughs> it's it's either going to be Miles gets 10 or I get 10. <laughs> yeah. I we mean, just don't like sharing, do we? <laughs> I do. I, so I thought, I, I thought about this, okay? And I do feel like, you know, the GameCube round, probably a bit harsh. But do you know what? You should have just got a fucking GameCube. So, I mean, like... Yeah, what an idiot not buying a GameCube back then, yeah. knowing that mm. this quiz would come up one day. Well, well, you never know, do you? So, I thought about that. I've done a little bit of something different this, this week. You've got to be wary of these things, Miles, now. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, right. Past me, was an idiot. 20 years in advance, you have to plan, just in case I do a quiz about it in 20 years' time. Yeah, you never know. I know this now. In 20 years' time, I've got this. I'm going to research everything. Absolutely. Um, so I've done something a little bit different. So I've got kind of five normal questions and then I've got five questions where the game will be explained badly and you have to guess what the game is. And I oh, thought okay. we'd have a little bit of fun, you know? I'm with that. Yeah. So, uh, so can I know your buzzers, please, guys? Go on, Ross. We are never ever... No, it's not. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. There it is. Yeah, Let's go old school. Bring it there it is. I'm going to stick with my usual. Okay, nice. Okay. All right, guys. Well, best of luck. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, question, question one. What does Pokemon stand for? Uh, uh, Amy. Ross? Pocket Monsters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How have I never known that before? <laughs> Right, that was educational more than anything else for me. I'll tell you one thing this weekend that I did. This is off, totally off topic, but I had to explain to someone uh, that um, Anne and Deck were actually PJ and Duncan. No way, did you? Yeah, someone didn't know that. Did you show them the video? Of yeah. Them? Yeah. Damn. Man, that made me feel old. Anyway, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, fingers on buzzers. Question two Who is leading the nominations in the Game Awards 2021? Amy, Jesus Christ! Okay, I feel like I had Miles there first, so I'm going to give it to you, Miles. I'll be Deathloop. Uh, it's not. Oh damn it! Oh, Ross. It takes two. Oh, you fuck no. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, we did them all last week. How do we not know? I, know. How How you not know? Know? I swear it was Deathloop. I swear it got nominated for almost everything. Another another guess for any. Um, um, spiritual point, Returnal. Spiritual point, no. But Returnal was snubbed, man. Returnal got a lot of like, oh, yeah, like press for being snubbed. Guys, it was Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> really? I thought that yeah. oh. No, I thought that as well. And then, yeah, and then oh, said, okay. Ratchet and Clank Tails. leads the nominations. Anyway, well, cool. Um, so that was <laughs> okay. So. Question three. What is Ellie's last name in the last name? <laughs> Ross. Oh, shit. No, that's Joel's last name. Ross, that's Joel's last name. Uh, um, the the girl? <laughs> yes. Ellie the girl. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I can't remember it either. I was going to say Miller, but that's obviously Joel's last name. No, oh, my Joel's. God. What is her surname? Oh my god, that's why I've asked the question. <laughs> Welcome to the Finger Guns Podcast Musical. <laughs> Miles, 
Well, oh, this is killing me. Oh, I can't think of it now. Five, four, three, two, one. You suck. It's Williams. <laughs> yeah. Such an obvious sake. Yeah, I know. Okay, question four. Uh, Wei Shan and Winston Chu are characters from which game? Crash! Miles. Sleeping Dogs. Yeah. Oh. Bang in game. Bang yeah. in game. Everyone Bang needs game. to play Sleeping Dogs. Great game. Yeah, Great game. if you haven't played Sleeping Dogs yet, what are you doing with your life? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, question five. Get a pork bun. <laughs> what? If you're not a pork bun, you are never a whole man, cat. Oh my god, yes, that's true. That's true. Sorry. <laughs> um, so far, you've got one each. You're tying. This can't yeah. happen, okay? Smashing uh, it. Smashing it. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is the test called at the beginning of Horizon Zero Dawn, which may or may not see the demise of? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, Amy. What else? The Nora trials. No. Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, no, it's not. Oh, no, I know this as well. Ross. Is it like the sun trial? No. No. no it's called the proving. Yeah, oh, and it's called it the fucking proving. Fuck <laughs> say, bitch. Literally, as soon as I said it, guys, I knew it. I tried to go easy on you guys. I was like, I'll, I'll put in some kind of like real fighty ones that you guys are going to fight against. To be fair, I, I knew that one. The moment I said the wrong answer, I was like, nope. Okay, right, well. So the next five questions are going to be games <laughs> explained badly. They this are going to get... Well. Hopefully a little bit. Hopefully, you guys do better on this. <laughs> yeah. I am. They they do get trickier as uh, as you go. Well, I think they do anyway. Um, you might not. Um, so question six: After the loss of his daughter in the end of the world, one man decides to go on a road trip. Well, the Last of Us. Yes. Well done. Uh, How is that explaining it badly? <laughs> I was going to say that's like just the opening. <laughs> that's basically the synopsis. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's like a quirky take on the synopsis. No, it's not. <laughs> um, but Ross, you didn't even buzz in. <laughs> I'm just explaining oh, the synopsis. <laughs> I love you. Anyway. I like you as a friend right now. <laughs> now you talk, Kat. You can talk to your friends. You can talk to my friends. You can talk to me. All right. <laughs> but we are never, ever getting back together. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, question seven uh, Football with cars uh, oh, oh. Oh. That'd be Rocket League It would be Rocket League oh, Again, the synopsis Listen, children <laughs> quiz <laughs> Sorry cat. please continue oh, Alright, right, next time I'm just going to read out the synopsis for five questions I right? said sorry <laughs> Okay, question eight Two parents who can't stop bickering are now playthings for magical birthday. Uh, uh, Amy! What? It takes two. Yes. Hold on. Um, okay. Question nine. An alcoholic. No. Question nine. An alcoholic hears way too many voices. Good luck with your. Uh, uh, Amy! Ross. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the darkness, but then you added that bit at the end. Well, good luck with your day job. Yeah. Not just a synopsis now, is it? Can I buzz in? Can I steal in? Yeah, you Hang on, I haven't, I haven't answered yet. You're taking way too long. I didn't have a countdown. Didn't hear a countdown. Didn't, didn't hear a countdown. countdown. Five. Hear a countdown. Four. Hearing a countdown. Same, three. Same, three. Tetris! <laughs> no. 
Um, Miles, did you uh, want to buzz in? Is it Alan Wake? I would buzz in if I. No, it's not. Oh, I actually don't know if it was Alan Wake or not. No, it was Disco Elysium. Oh, I haven't played it. Two people on the pod who haven't. I know. I thought that Toby or Greg would be here. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, and the last one, (laughs) which is arguably maybe the hardest. Oh, good. Um, Fruit salad. Ah, Amy. Ross? <laughs> fruit salad. <laughs> uh, fruit ninja? No, no. Good, 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 good. The thing is, though, Ross, if you get this right, you tie and I I would have tied. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. It's over. Miles. Overcooked. No. It's bug snacks. Anyway. I haven't played either. <laughs> how? How on earth? Would we have gotten tree. bug snacks from fruit, <laughs> fruit salad, salad? All of the little thingies are fruits, right? And they're they not. Eat, they're yes. not. Some of them are burgers. Okay, most of, of them, them are, are fruits, and then a some salad. Of them are fries. Some of them are hot dogs. Salad, some, them are some, salad, some of them are sweets. Some of them are fish. Shut up. <laughs> Salads are vegetables, and they're all mixed together. Some of them are chocolates. <laughs> some of them are chocolates. <laughs> some of them are chocolate. <laughs> well, that last one was dubious. Uh, some some of them is a taco. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, right, salads. There are salads. There's salad, you know, whatever. Anyway, what was this? Sorry, what was this say? Fruit and taco and burger salad. You're supposed to, yeah, oh, never mind. <laughs> I've lost it as a man. Yeah, I was going to say, listen, don't hate, don't hate on the quiz just because you lost. Um, <laughs> Miles. Fruit salad. You... What is it? Oh, it's back up to the line. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Get off this podcast. Oh my god, this is where all the fun is going. Anyway. It's been cracking. Miles, you've won, but don't have too much of a celebration because you got three points. I fucking crushed that. Three points? (laughs) Nailed it. Okay. Was it three two? Yeah. Now. Okay, we 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 added half of them. Probably Man United scoreline, that was. Yeah. No one has. Hey, we can put we can put one past Crystal Palace now. Okay. We've Just got a great, that. we've got a great tactical manager. It'll be fine. Right, well, I hope you found that fun, even though you mocked it all the way through. I had a great time, to be fair. It was, it was, it was the best quiz that we've done all week. Absolutely. Fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> douchebag. I mean, at least it was actually a close call this time, unlike a nine-nil whitewash like it usually is. Yeah, true. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, true. Well, thank you very much, Cat. Thanks, Cat. You are not welcome. Goodbye. Wow, that's hurtful. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Kidding, but no worries. Right, should we talk about PlayStation Spartacus? Why not? Right. Bloomberg, Mr. Jason Schreier, has reported this week that PlayStation plans a new service to take on Xbox Game Pass. I'm going to read a little bit. Quote, Sony PlayStation's division is planning a new subscription service to compete with rivals, Microsoft's popular Xbox Game Pass, according to people familiar with Sony's plans and documents reviewed by Bloomberg. The service, codenamed Spartacus, will allow PlayStation owners to pay a monthly fee for access to a catalogue of modern and classic games, said The People, who asked not to be identified because they weren't authorised to speak to the press about the plans. The offering will likely be available on the Smash Hit PS4 and the PS5. When it launches in the spring, the services will merge into Sony's two existing subscriptions, PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. Currently, PlayStation Plus is required for most online multiplayer games and offers free monthly titles, whilst PlayStation Now allows users to stream or download older games. Documents reviewed by Bloomberg suggest Sony plans to retain the PlayStation Plus branding, but phase out PlayStation Now. Details on Spartacus may still not be finalized, but documentation reviewed by Bloomberg outlined a service with three tiers. 
The first would include existing PlayStation Plus benefits. The second would offer a large catalog of PS4 and eventually PS5 games. The third tier would add extended demos, game streaming, and a library of classic PS1, 2, 3, and PSP games. A PlayStation representative didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. Now, this is interesting because we have long theorized about a possible PlayStation competitor to Xbox Game Pass, of which there currently is not one. We can look at PS now, but it's really not the same because you got to stream three quarters of the catalog and you can't just immediately download it in the same way that you can on Xbox Game Pass. But it looks like PlayStation are now moving in that direction. But are they? Is this really going to be a Game Pass beta? Are we going to see a proper service coming from PlayStation or is this just them tying in PS Plus, PS Now, adding a few more games and calling it quits. Uh, Miles, what do you reckon to this news? Um, I think the biggest part of this is going to come down to what pricing point they go for for these tiers. Um, to me, tier three is appealing, but I'm not going to be paying an extortionate amount for it. <clears throat> so I think, like you said, it's not been unexpected that Sony are finally making this move. I think Toby put it on the Slack, didn't he, that a few pods ago we even called it that they would phase out PS Now, just keep it as PS Plus, but just kind of merge the services into one. Um, I think it's a good idea, and I'm interested to see what the third-party developers and studios are, if they'll be happy to put them on both services or if there'll be kind of like exclusive agreements made for, for Game Pass or Sony Pass or whatever. So we could end up seeing like a, an exclusive war between which streaming service they'll be on. Um, so I'm interested to see what Sony come up with. But like I said, the, the key part for me is going to be about how they price those tiers and are they going to make it worth the money? Because PS Now for me wasn't worth it. Um, even when it, they lowered the price and increased the offering, the fact that I couldn't download the games was a big thing. So it needs to be a proper subscription service where you can download the games. It's going to be a good price point to make it worth it. And the library of games needs to be on par with what Microsoft are doing because Sony's exclusive lineup is so strong that a part of me wonders if they would be willing to put all of those exclusives on day one, um, like Microsoft have been doing. Because if they don't do that, then it kind of negates the purpose for quite a few people of getting access to all the best games immediately straight away via a subscription, um, which is what Microsoft have been willing to do. But the idea of having PS1, 2 and PSP games available to me on a library where I could hopefully download those games and play them on any device I want um, or any kind of Sony console that I want really appeals to me. So I'm interested. It's not unexpected. It's nice to finally know that it is in the works and that it's hopefully going to happen sooner rather than later. But I'm kind of a little bit sceptical because Sony haven't exactly had the best best track record of decision making in the last year or two. And I just wonder if they're going to bungle this a little bit and, you know, price it extremely high or not be able to download the games. I'm worried about what this is going to look like in practice. Um, But I think it's exciting. If they pull it off and do it well, then it gives more options and more alternatives. And that's always a good thing and increases competition. So fingers crossed they get it right. So, yeah, holding out to find out a bit more, I think. Hmm. Yeah, the tears thing is interesting, isn't it? I'm not entirely sure why that's even being offered. Um, the, yeah, it's the money thing, isn't it? The beauty of Game Pass is that it's it's so simple to understand. You know, yeah. Um, there isn't tiers. It's just well, there is. I suppose Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate, but you know, the majority of people are on Ultimate at this point because it ties in Xbox Live Gold and EA Play as well. Mm. And so it has that extra benefit. But 
Yeah, the tears thing is interesting. I don't know why they're doing that. Anyway. Yeah, not overly keen on that. But again, I guess, I, to be honest, I think it's just a money-making thing so that they can get more money out of people who have more nostalgia like me who want to play PS1 and PSP games. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, Kat, what do you make of this? Um, I'm not completely sold. I don't know why, but I have such beef with Sony at the moment because I just I look at them and I think, oh, there's just something about them that makes me think, you do not give a fuck about nobody. Whereas you've got Xbox, who are like, yeah, like you just have to pay one price and you get all of it. Day ones, you know, day dots, even the new releases, you know, there are 40 quid, 50 quid, 60 quid games going day one on Xbox Game Pass. And I struggle to see that would ever be the case for any kind of competitive Sony-esque type thing. Yeah, I mean, the, we said it, we said it, what, not yeah, two weeks ago. Exactly, two weeks ago. Uh, I'm sure that this has been a, a quite a frequent conversation. And we definitely were like, the game game, game Bass's biggest strength is the day one releases. Yeah, and yeah. That is just never going to happen on PlayStation. And that's the, that's the thing is I think that it's almost insulting to then, like, I don't know, like try and call yourself a competitor and still come out with what could potentially be still a bit of a shit deal. Like that's just going to be laughable to Sony mm. is that if they try and compete with Xbox Game Pass and they manage to not compete with Xbox Game Pass, that's just going to be like, lol. Now you've just made another PS Now because, like, Miles is right. PS Now already exists. So, really, what's the higher tier really given us? You know, um, the tier thing is weird. I'm not quite bought on the tier thing. And I'm worried about the tier thing simply because um, I think it's a way that they'll market it very initially to be like, oh, yeah, you can get any tier and you still get like badass three games. And then I think eventually there's only so much you can pay to play games that you've already played before monthly this is a monthly description this isn't like a one-off pay 20 quid for the year you know this is like you know or well, I, I guess for some people it is yearly my my current ps plus subscription runs up to 2024 because i always get it on black friday um so what does that mean for me if i get to do the tier thing like there's also that question but also i think that there's just something about the demo thing that doesn't quite sit right with me either like, like I don't know if I bought the the, the tier thing I, I don't know I was on the best tier and I had like the range of all the PS1 games all the PS2 games that's great for a while I don't know if it's great forever and then I don't know they gave me a demo of Horizon Zero Dawn cool, not Zero Dawn uh, Forbidden West cool no one cares like give me the game because that's what we're paying for if you like top that up in a year you know, and then I, th- I just think it's like, I think they'll market it really, really well to begin with. And then slowly, very slowly, it will start to just become a little bit more shit. And it'll be like, why am I paying like 50, 60 quid a year to do this? PS Plus was always a great idea. Xbox Gold was a great idea. And Xbox Gold have some smashing games. Then Game Pass came in and they have, like you said, like we said two weeks ago, they have day one coming, you know, games that you'll see at E3 and they will literally say on Game Pass in three and a half weeks time. Smashing. I just don't see that for Sony. I don't see Sony doing that. I hope they do. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I have big fat clown makeup on my face. For some reason, I just don't think it's going to happen. And I think demos is a little bit insulting for people who might pay the higher tier. Like you're trying to compete with somebody or with a competitor that that brings out full games and allows you to keep them, allows you to play them how many times you want. Being like play offering a demo just is a little bit insulting. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Well I mean this month on PS Plus we're getting Godfall. But we're not getting Godfall. We're getting um the end game. The end. The end of Godfall. And so this is what I'm saying is the this entire campaign is not right? included. 
exactly and this is what I'm saying when I say like is it eventually is PS Plus just going to eventually go downhill do they almost force your hand to buy the higher tiers because all the higher tier stuff is all the best stuff whereas all the PS Plus stuff is like oh it's this but it's not the full game anymore do you know what I mean like Mm. they can they can easily market so that you've there's games that are very you know quite x amount of years old and all that does but the, the, the goodness about ps plus is okay it's not the day ones but it you know there are some decent games sometimes on ps plus where i think oh i've actually wanted to play that for a while or oh, i'm really excited to play that oh yeah i'll give that a go and that's great but i feel like they could almost force your hand to, to afford the upper tier and also yeah. with tier two we already have a lot of access to ps4 games because without being rude sony um your ps5 is completely unaccessible and your gamings and your games and your exclusives have all been delayed until 2022 so really ps4 games are all we've got to play right now apart from you know that the select few the kind of handful of games that we do have so well, what are we doing with that do you have ps now i don't know because there's a ton of ps4 games on there and you can download so they have that option i guess to expand that Hmm. Um, in a way, um, yeah. you can, yeah, you can download a ton of stuff off PS now. It's PS2, um, no, sorry, yeah, PS4 and PS3 games. Yeah, and so that PS2 will be games tier two, won't PS2 games are the ones you need to stream. But yeah, I mean, going back to day ones, I mean, Sony just can't afford it. No, and I just so think the, like... the, the, the difference is Microsoft are Microsoft. You know, they're fucking Apple, they're Google, you know, they're this yeah. enormous company that have got like... trillions. Yeah, and, and Sony just can't compete with that. Yeah, and I think if you're going to be a competitor, you need to pull it out the bag, not try and force people's hands to slyly mm. do a tier system. You need to actually maybe make a bit of a loss to make a gain. Like, that's... I find it weird that Apple have never made a console. Because Apple would demolish everything <laughs> uh, because they have just, just unlimited money, essentially. True. And True. anyway, yeah. Yeah, PlayStation, You will be, we, we said it a couple of weeks ago, we won't see yeah. Ragnarok on there. We won't see... That's what I mean. Quest. And I think like if you're not going to put them on there... Then what are you doing? Why are you bothering? Like because Game Pass. Why are you bothering, bruv? Yeah. Why are you bothering, bruv? Bovril, you know. Why yeah. Why are you bothering? But like, but yeah. Why are you bothering though? Like yeah. just, you know, that's what people want the kind of Game Pass for is that they have that exclusivity to those kind of games that are going to come out. But I think merging PS Now and PS Plus is just like cool. That's yeah. great. That'll be great for, for maybe a month while I search through the PS4 games I haven't played. Cool, cool, cool. But it needs to be worth <laughs> it. it. Really needs to be worth it. You know, otherwise it's just a bit insulting. Yeah. And... I mean, I've got PS now. I don't hate PS now at all. I think PS now is all right. Um, I, 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 it's great to go on there and find classic kind of yeah Sonic games and <laughs> like Alex Kid and Miracle Rods on there, which is always a bonus. And um, the, 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 there's nice stuff on there, you know, and it runs rel- a lot better than it used to. Relatively better. Than, mm. than Xbox Cloud Gaming, I would say. Maybe to an extent, I've tried all the cloud ones. The best one, technically, is still Stadia, but no one fucking plays it and it's going to die soon. So that's a shame. But <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's just, it, it's so weird to think that Sony are even considering this, to be honest, because they don't need to. Um, I think this is pressure from people going, we need a Game Pass competitor. And it's like, well, they can't yeah. compete with Game Pass if you <laughs> cannot get day ones on there. It's just, it's just not going to happen. And then I just think that's extra insulting to be like, oh, I'll put a tier system in. But I just think eventually, like, take two years' time, everyone's going to be like, PS Plus is shit now. Like, yeah. I can see it already. I've played that game. Oh, I'm six years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have an Xbox Series S. It's my, it, it's, it's a Game Pass machine. I don't intend to buy a game on that thing ever. And I probably never will. You know, the backwards compatibility on there is superb. There's a loads of stuff from the 360 on the store that I like to play. 
Um, yeah. So maybe I will maybe buy some 360 games one day, but in terms of new games, then it's just not going to happen because there's no point. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, my PS5 is obviously a more powerful system. So if there were third party games, I'll buy it on my PS5. Mm-hmm. But, you know, is there going to be a time where there's two services competing to the point where third parties go, well, we need to be on this service or this service? Will there be a future where it's only bloody subscription services that, that are available? I mean, this is where it gets it gets a little odd, you know, um, because, yeah, Sony can't afford to have their first parties on a day one su- subscription service um, like like Microsoft can, you know. Yeah. And that's going to be the biggest failure of this service. Yeah. Because the casual game is going to go, well, why can't you put day one games on like Xbox can? Mm-hmm. And if they see them not there, then they're going to go, well, no, I'm not going to buy this service. Yeah, exactly. And I think that it's just going to be just that little bit of a slap in the face, isn't it? They're going to be like, why am I putting I guess it's just like Kamal said, I, I think it's very price point dependent. Um, yeah. And they and they do also need to sort out what, what does that mean for people who have paid in five in the future. Yeah, sure. What's Ultimate now? Game Pass Ultimate is ten ninety nine a month, <coughs> and so about one hundred and twenty quid a year, isn't it? Yeah, okay. and that's that's two games. That's four. I was just about Halo. to say. I was about to say you when know. you think about it in Game Land now, mm. that is two day one games. Yeah, and you get all the day ones on Game Pass, so it's kind of do you know what I mean? Like it needs to be. You know, it needs yeah. to be worth it. It needs to be, you know, compassion. it can't be like fourteen ninety nine for tier three. No, it's games that are already out. Mm. What was it? The, was it Greg or Toby said, how many times are we going to be paid? How many times are we going to pay to play the same game that we've already paid for? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a Greg. It sounds like a Greg comment, that. Yeah. But he's the one that keeps buying them. <laughs> okay. So, you know, um, it's, uh, it's a risky business. But there's... Yeah, there's still a lot of unknowns, so we'll, we shall see how this develops. But yeah, very intriguing stuff. It could be fantastic. It might be the best service ever. Who knows? They might go, oh yeah, day one you can have a bid West for free if you sign up. Okay, that would suck. I'm oh, too it. <laughs> <laughs> they said to be, they're going to be launching it in the spring, which is around about the time it releases. So there may be some kind of tie-in. Who knows? I do think the demo thing is a bit, bit whack, though. Like. Mm. Unless by some weird miracle, I mean, I said, I, I said all year, Spider Man isn't going to come to Fortnite because Disney don't want to see Spider Man with an AK forty seven shooting people in the face. Who's the top tier in the new Battle Pass? Freaking Spider Man. So I, what do I know about anything? So never mind. I'm going to have the Daily Bugles on the island. That's very cool. You get to run around the Daily Bugle with Spider Man. It's a lot of fun. Oh, that actually sounds kind of cool. However, That's what, in it? In it? Still not playing it. In it? It's so tight. It's so cool. It's so cool. That is very cool. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, let's go into our second piece of news. And Kat, your time is now. Are you ready for the exciting, the most exciting news of the week? <laughs> so it's going to be forever, or it's going to go down in flames. <laughs> yes. Crash yeah. Bandicoot's Toys of Bobs could be hiring for a non-Court of Duty project. Oh, yeah, we are reading from VGC, Mr. Jordan Middler. What a great name. Jordan Middler, he sounds like a Batman villain. I love that. Crash Bandicoot Studio Toys for Bob could be hiring for a non-Call of Duty project, according to a posting on its career site. The studio, which developed the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Crash 4, and the Skylanders franchise, had recently been transitioned into a support studio for Call of Duty, specifically the massively successful free-to-play Warzone. However, the studio has listed several jobs on its career site, such as senior concept artist, which do not list Call of Duty, instead labeling them for Toys for Bob. 
other jobs, specifically mentioned that their roles related to the Call of Duty, potentially suggesting that the studio is working on something that isn't related to the first-person shooter series. Now then, if you remember a little while ago, around about the same time Cat joined Finger Guns, Toys for Bob became a slave to the Call of Duty. And it was a very sad time. You can read Cat's piece all about it on Finger Guns right now. And we all got a bit like, oh, because Toys for Bob were doing a very good job with Crash Bandicoot. And we were all a bit gutted. No, none more so than Cat. So, my dear friend, how excited are you about this potential news? Um, I'm very excited. I, I'm really surprised that they say Crash Bandicoot's uh, Toys for Bob because actually they did reignite. They are the reason that the reignited trilogy looks so beautiful and is so beautiful and stands true to the the OG games. I have a lot of information on this because, as you know, I am that Purple Dragon's biggest fan. Um, and You're talking about Spyro now. We're talking about Spyro now, for now. Okay. And I'll get on to this. Um, this is very exciting because, of course, Toys for Bob did go over to um, Call of Duty. They became slaves of Call of Duty. Uh, but yes, um, Toys for Bob, you'll probably know them for either being the head honchos of the Spyro Reignited trilogy, or they helped develop, made, design beautifully created um, It's About Time, Crash 4. Um, I have a lot of information on this. Um, I've been following this for quite some time. And so I follow somebody called Canadian Guy Eh, which is a YouTuber who is huge in terms of Crash and Spyro and, and all things like that. And I think I said on the pod a couple of months ago about the copyrights for Spyro and how um, the copyright law suggests that you need to kind of you need to establish these copyrights and you don't need to tell people what what those copyrights are for just yet. You just need to entitle your copyright. Uh, you get a time limit and then uh, you have to eventually um, actually start to tell these people what the copyright is for. So you get, I think it's like two um, extensions and their third extension will run out in March, which means that by March, 2022, they have to announce what these copyrights are for. Now there are tons of copyrights that were created last year for Spyro the Dragon, which suggests they are not done. They, we have no idea if it's March, we have no idea if it's anything like that. There were a couple for Crash Bandicoot as well, um, but obviously Cra Crash Forge had just come out at the time, so you know, there's lots of merch. We're nearly three years on from Spyro, so Crash 4 makes a little bit more sense um, of why there would be those copyrights, just because, you know, About Time just kind of came out in the last year or so. Um, but yeah, so obviously Activision Blizzard are a bunch of pricks, <laughs> and uh, yeah, obviously... <laughs> Obviously, they're the people who uh, develop and distribute um, Crash and Spyro, but they had a quarterly report this year. So they have a quarterly report every year, but the, the most recent quarterly report kind of suggested that they're losing a lot of money. Lo and behold, maybe it's because they abuse women. Who knows? I don't know. Um, so the stocks are really low this year, and they have had to kind of put this pitch out. And they have said many times, or the people who kind of the stockbrokers, the kind of people who... I guess I'm not very technical or financial with all of the finance stuff, but the people who essentially tell Activision what they need to do, how they need to sell it and what they need to make for the next year have essentially told them COD now is no longer enough to support them. And so Activision have responded and said, 
okay, that's fine, because actually what we're going to do in 2022 is we're going to continue upon our own portfolio. So they're kind of suggesting that not necessarily that they're done with COD, but they know that COD is not going to be substantial alone and they're going to create other games. However, they have not said that these are going to be new IPs. They're going to be within their own portfolio. Now, if we split that up, Blizzard currently own World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, Hearthstone, I'm not saying that, Starcraft, Overwatch, and Diablo, as well as Heroes of Storm, but that's kind of in the water because it's been discontinued and kind of been pulled. So those are Blizzard's kind of IPs and what they kind of are working on at the moment. And then you've got Activision. Activision only own a couple of stuff in their portfolio that's active at the moment, which is COD, which we know that we know there'll be another COD next year. That's not news. Um, Crash. Spyro and Tony Hawk. That's it. So if they're expanding upon their new portfolio, we've seen a couple of Spyro kind of trademarks in the mix. There's only a couple of things that it could be. Um, so this is super, 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 super exciting that Toys for Bob might be hiring for non-COD people because it means that maybe this has come to fruition. Now, if you look at people's, if you look at both Blizzard's and Activision's portfolios, uh, Diablo's been delayed. Overwatch has been delayed, um, StarCraft's been discontinued, World of Warcraft is a potential because the last expansion came in 2020, so maybe we're looking at another one in 2020, which is completely, completely, I guess, feasible. Um, but then you look at Activision, and there's just, there's some stuff, you know. So also as well, it, it could be a Tony Hawk remake remaster it could be you know we've had just one and two in the last year but um there seems to be a couple of buzz on so the reason that the one and two got kind of rumored was because um someone from the soundtrack leaked that they were kind of headlining a new skateboarding an old skateboarding game that they'd been a part of before um and different artists are kind of doing the same thing again so i think someone else has just recently act accidentally said they're working on a skateboarding soundtrack so there's rumours for all. I am hoping to God it is Spyro 4. I would love it to be Spyro 4. I wouldn't love it in the next six months or the next year, perhaps because of what's going on with Activision. But how exciting is this? Yo, Toys for Bob are back. Toys for Bob are doing what they beautifully can do. I mean, yeah, cool. COD's great. We love it. But COD, oh, fucking hell, how many of them are, are there? They didn't need Toys for Bob. Toys for Bob, when you look at the work that Toys for Bob can do, they're a talented, talented, talented bunch. So talented that it kind of felt weird that they were put on COD because there were so many small, um, small people put on, small people, but small little groups of establishments put on COD. So it was just like, nah, take them out. They've got so much, so much potential for vibrant, you know, look at Crash, how colourful, how vibrant, how smooth, how optimised it works. And also the narrative, the narrative design that they did with Crash, they managed to keep it retro and make everything that you loved about Crash and they put it in Crash 4 and then they managed to switch up. You can play as Coco, you can do all of the levels in reverse. You can do, and they kept everything, but also made it so much new. And if they have that potential with Spyro or they have that potential with the other games that people love so much that are kind of quite old, you know, they're unstoppable. What a great, what a great team Toys for Bob are. So I'm excited. Thank you for coming to my Toys for Bob TED Talk, um, sponsored by Canadian <laughs> Guy A on YouTube. Wowzers. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. talking about. That is yeah. deep dive. I love yeah. that shit. <laughs> so yeah, watch the space. We should know in the if it's Spyro, we should know in the next six months because they have to announce why they've trademarked it. 
because they have no longer an extension. I think it's for March. The extension runs out and then they have to announce it or they have to drop the trademark. And they can, they've re, and that's another thing as well. In November, they rebought the trademark for extension, which means that they are not ready to let go of whatever they are cooking with Spyro, with Spyro the Dragon. Oof. So come on, Spyro, let's go. But wouldn't I want to make it really wouldn't, clear. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be funny if they were just making uh, costumes for Warzone? That would suck. That like would suck. Crash so costumes and Spyro. Well. I was literally <laughs> just thinking that. It's just going to be like that a crash cosmetic for Warzone. Like Fortnite or something. Or like a Spyro cosmetic. Yeah, a Spyro cosmetic for Fortnite. There's also also um, Wumpa League for Crash, which is the multiplayer Crash online game, mm-hmm. which has been delayed and rumoured and stuff. So that's also a potential which could be coming next year. Um, I'm I'm going to be disappointed if it comes in the next year because I stand by my ground. I'm not going to play it. Like... I would be gutted if we got, you know, even if we got code for it, I'd be devastated. But I'm not gonna stand by and drop my, you know, my morals for for a fifty quid game, you know, until he's out of that fucking company and yeah. it's changed. So yeah, yeah but it's it's very exciting. I hope to, Toys for Bob. Toys for Bob is so magic. I literally look. I'm like, wow, magic. You guys are so magic. Mm. <laughs> Just because they've done such a good job on everything they've ever touched, right? They're, yeah. It's interesting because it hasn't really taken that long for Activision to go, uh, you know what, Toto Bob, you, you come out, you can come you, out, yeah. You can make a new Spyro if you want to. Yeah, they've it's, kind of been tapped out. It almost sounds like Activision are trying to save a little bit of face, to be honest well, with that's, you. Well, that's what I wonder as well, because obviously they've had this quarterly report. They have been told that COD is not going to hold them for the next 12 months, so what are they going to do about it? Well, no, and I if- mean, Vanguard's not sold. I mean, obviously it's sold shitloads, but not Call of Duty numbers. No, not real Call of Duty numbers, and so and it's, it's... it's not going to hold them for the next year. And even if they brought out a new COD next year, which they obviously will because that's COD, you know, it's it's not going to hold them. They've lost so much stock, they've lost so much, and so they should. They deserve to because fuck mm. them. But you know, so maybe they are saving face. Maybe it is. You know, I think it's interesting that they've obviously said you know we're going to work within our own portfolio. So you and also their portfolio is small, so it's going to be one of these games that we're going to see. Yeah. And they said that multiple times. They didn't say anything about new IPs. They just said we're going to be working upon or continuing upon the games in our own portfolio. Whether that be Blizzard or Activision, mm. was unsure. But I was speaking to the um, to the Activision um, PR dude that we have. Yeah. And. It's so funny because I speak to him twice a year and it's for Call of Duty or Diablo. <laughs> and that's pretty much like I was thinking like the, the Activision roster at this present moment in time yeah. is Call of Duty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all they've got yeah. going on. And I think that's why I was so angry that they tapped in Toys for Bob because I was like, how fucking dare you? Like they have just smashed your, like they've just brought back a 20 year. How old's Crash? 20? 20 years? 20 years? I mean, if you don't know the answer to this, I am not going to know. Yeah, like, it's going to be, yeah, it must be on its 20th something year. And so, mm. like, you've brought back a 20-year game and you've smashed it. You know, there wasn't, I mean, as far as I know, there was not really anybody who was really angry at Crash. It was still infuriatingly hard. Oh, I that hate was Crash. What... <laughs> but do you hate Love It? Do you hate Love It? Like, I hate want... Love It because it's it's beautiful, Crash 4, and it's so, yeah. and it's so much fun. But fucking fuck hell. Game. Yeah, I made a whole fuck TikTok game. about how, yeah, fuck <laughs> that game. I made a whole TikTok about how much I fuck that game. But loved it, loved every moment. Hate, like, hate it. Want to smash my controller up, but for all the right reasons. Mm. You know, you don't, you rarely get out of a game, and I think that's so. In that, that's the main ingredient of Crash. If they yeah. were to have taken that away, 
that would have been called out on. You know, Toys mm. for Bob would have been slammed. You know, you can't bring back a 20-year-old 20, 20 game and not have its own core ingredients. And it was like they had somebody really looking after, you know, not trying to just make it all new and shiny. They really wanted to keep in all the bits that everybody loves about Crash, and I think that's great. Yeah, well... We shall see. We shall see. We shall we see. We shall see indeed. Um, Miles, anything to add to that? Oh, I don't really know what I can add to it, really. Um, no, I think Cat's deep dive pretty much covers it incredibly well. Um, I think Activision kind of need a win right now. And going back into an established nostalgic IP that will bring in fans from, you know, forever ago who maybe aren't up to date on all their current allegations and controversies is... Speaking from a, a businessman point of view, which Bobby Kotick we know is, is a sensible move to try to get more people involved who probably don't know about all the stuff going on with them. Um, I did want to mention as well, actually, there was a story uh, today about Activision, about how Raven Software, the QA uh, developers who work with Activision, um, 12 of them were called into meetings. Uh, they've been told for months that they're going to get pay rises and they were promptly laid off because Activision yeah. owns the ship. Activision so, sucks so hard. So I just wanted to throw that in because Activision suck to everybody. Like, they're just awful. Um, and, um, yeah, and the rest of the QA team are currently uh, walking out in protest. Yes, as they as they blow our shit. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to throw that in there. Um, but like I said, Bobby Cotty needs a win. The guy's a bit of a snake, and he's doing a bad job of running that company, and he's trying to get an easy win, in my opinion. Mm. Um, obviously, they can't really rely on Activision Blizzard right now, given all the allegations and controversies that they're currently facing and the development hell that their games are currently in. Um, but like I said, yeah, I've been advocating for Call of Duty to go to a a, a bi-yearly or a two-yearly model now because it's just getting stale and like you said vanguard is sold but it's not sold anywhere near the numbers call of duty sells and it's because of fatigue you know i haven't played um i didn't play cold war last year i played a lot of 2019's modern warfare so going into vanguard wasn't too bad for me because i've had about two years off and even i'm bored of it now i got the platinum and then that was it i probably deleted it because i had no other interest in carrying on playing it after that and I think that kind of speaks to where that series is now of Warzone is holding that series up at the moment because Cold War and Vanguard have done well, but nowhere near as well as Call of Duty should be doing. And the fatigue on that series is getting really, really strong now. So they need something else. And tapping in, like I said, to an older series like Spyro or like Crash will hopefully, from their perspective, bring more people back into the fold. But I think, like Kat said, it's it's kind of a question of can you really release a, a kid-friendly, light-hearted, funny game when your company is currently mired in all of this stuff? You know, it, it just doesn't fit at all. Um, and so I'm kind of in two minds of I'm pleased with the news that they're expanding out to actually bring some of these franchises back. But I'm also thinking I kind of Activision need to, you know, in some ways they need to pay for what's going on and what the leadership is doing and still currently doing because Kotick is still at the head of it so mm-hmm. I kind of want to see them be punished in a sense by having their stocks fall and so that the shareholders will actually do the right thing and change the leadership and management of that company to a new fresh you know system where people can actually be respected properly and then they can focus on making good games that people want to play instead of just Call of Duty every year yeah so yeah, I'm I'm pleased in a sense, but I'm also still currently of the mind of Activision as shit, <laughs> yeah. and I don't particularly want to support them. 
Is there anything from the Activision back catalogue away from Spyro and Crash that you may like to see from them? I mean, the problem they have is that they sold off their IPs, I think, if I remember right. I remember seeing something about how they used to have all these different um, series and games and stuff, and they got rid of them because they just got rid of all those partnerships because they had Call of Duty, and as far as they were concerned, it didn't matter. And Blizzard were phenomenal with WoW, which is also slowly losing its numbers. So, you know, their, their massive sources of income are starting to kind of break a little bit under the weight of fatigue. And, yeah. you know, with no Diablo 4 anywhere in sight, Overwatch 2, we still don't really know that much about. And the studios behind them are currently all involved in these controversies. And you just, there's no kind of outlet for them at the moment. Those two games probably would have carried the slack in this kind of period, but they're well, not. like like... Um... Do Activision have they got the rights to Sekiro or from software taking that as well? No, I think so. That was like a, a partnership deal, wasn't it? So I, mm-hmm. I imagine without from software, you can't really make, you know, you could try and make a Sekiro, you know, sequel, but it, it just wouldn't be the same without from software. <laughs> Toys for Bob are making Sekiro 2. <laughs> could you imagine? Yeah, we're gonna make uh, <laughs> Sekiro 2 and it's gonna have like a crash bandicoot cosmetic. Oh no, maybe it'll just be a crash Sekiro. Could you imagine like you just run around with, like a giant <laughs> Spyro's die twice? <laughs> maybe fight Spyro maybe Spyro is the boss <laughs> yeah the giant dragon at the end he's just a big old Spyro purple dragon do you know what that is a game I would actually play okay fine is. we've done it Activision guys give us a call there you go welcome. you're welcome <laughs> but, um, oh dear I think all the games that you know were outside of their portfolio they either sold the rights to or they were partnership deals with studios who are very much you know the niche of what they do and I just they have so many people on Call of Duty which Warzone will carry on making money forever. It just will. Mm. Um, but you need more than that because the shareholders at Activision want more and they always want more every single year. And if you can't provide more, that's what's going to have Kotick's head, not the fact of anything else. It'll be the fact that he can't keep making the money that they're making currently. Um, Fucked up, isn't it? I know it's, it's messed up, but that will be the reason if he does mm. end up going, that'll be the reason why it will be because mm. the studios and the games aren't making the money that the, the shareholders want. They want more, more profit every single year. And if they don't get that, that's when his head will roll. So yeah, it's a bit of a mixed feeling for me. Um, but... I think that's also exactly why they've tapped out Toys for Bob because yeah. Toys for Bob, if you look at the last five years, are the only other studio that have made a fucking boatload for Activision because of Crash 4 and because of Reignited. So yeah. what you're going to do, you're going to use your secret weapon, aren't you? You're like, do you know what, actually, let's tap you out. Let's it was, it was the weirdest decision when Crash 4 came out and absolutely smashed it. And the thing is, they were for gutted. To go, Toys for Bob were gutted. I yeah, remember reading go, the... Well, you're, you're successful enough now to make Call of Duty with us. Like, what? Yeah, you can yeah. contribute more to Warzone <laughs> as a support studio. Yeah, and, and the thing is, even I remember colleagues even saying that was a real surprise for them. They were come, like actually a bit blindsided by that decision. And also they didn't feel like their, their like, vision actually didn't even really meet Call of Duty. Like mm. the way no, that they... And so it was a really strange move. And I know that a lot of people walked out on it because they were kind of, they felt a bit blindsided by it. And... You know, I think it's such a dirty move, isn't it, to tap them out just because they made you the most money in the last two years. And it's like, oh, what can we do? How can mm. we get the shareholders happy? That was what I was looking for earlier. Can you imagine going <laughs> from like making Crash 4 to designing guns for Call I know. of Duty? Or just a cosmetic. Yeah. yeah. They got an 88 on Metacritic for Crash 4, which is unbelievably mm. good. Yeah, for and Toys for Bob genre. really led that. And, you know, they're such a small studio as well. Yeah. I, and the only concern I would have is that if they make a Spyro or a Crash now, 
how what's the monetization going to look like are they going to absolutely butcher the game in the name of making money out of it and i think as well like i think activision would be really sneaky about it and i hope that toys for bob wouldn't take that i hope toys for bob would have enough welly to say we're not going to be the forefront for you to hide behind yeah you know just... you can't say oh actually this isn't made by activision. we're going to have nothing to do with it it's just going to be toys for bob and bees knocks you know fucking oh. but I don't, yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know yeah it's uh, uh, a well. mixed feeling Let's cheer ourselves up. Let's get into our recommendations. So my first one is, uh, I've got two. Uh, first one is Happy's Humble Burger Farm, which is a mix of like, imagine Overcooked and Five Nights of Freddy's rolled into one. Um, the horror is not as good as the cooking aspect. The cooking is actually quite fun when you get into it, except things come into the, the place and turn off your appliances and switch the lights off and set your grill on fire and all sorts of stuff. It's good fun, stressful um the boss battles suck everything outside of the cooking aspect isn't as good but there's a nice world to explore the story is genuinely very good um i was really surprised by that and it's got an aesthetic that reminded me of playing the ps2 but initially while i laughed at it i actually started to really like it and come the end i thought it was really really good um so it's not a perfect game the cooking's great story's great and the aesthetic's cool um but everything else is just a little bit they probably should have stuck with what they did well. Um, but I would recommend it. I think it's a good game and worth a go. And my second one is Windlands 2 for the PSVR crowd, or just the VR crowd in general. Um, if you have Oculus, is it Vive? Vive, is that the other one? The HTC Vive, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Vive. Um, and now it's finally on PSVR after like two years. Strangely, it's taken two years to port it. Um, and it's a game where you play as a hunter or guardian. I don't really know. It doesn't tell you. You just get called these different terms and... I imagine that's just who you are. Um, and you go around three different areas. There's a jungle, a desert, and a mountainous region. And you swing from everything. So it's full locomotion, 360 movement. Um, you kind of like jump into the air, swing off loads of stuff. You could jump off the mountains or off a really high place in the jungle and like descend all the way down and then like capture four like Spider-Man right at the bottom. It's awesome when it works. And the emphasis there is on when it works because on PSVR, the tech just isn't quite up to standard yet. Um, so like you have like aiming reticules so you can see where you're going to latch to and then sometimes my right hand reticule would just disappear and I'd be like great no idea where I'm aiming now that's cool um, so there's like one section of it like where the grappling points that you hook onto are like cactuses so if you actually grapple too high close to them then you die basically and there's one section which makes it nigh on impossible to get past because the PSVR is too imprecise and if you stay on the, the hook for too long, you die, which was absolutely infuriating. It drove me mad and almost quit the game there, but I did manage to get through it. Um, and then there's a bit of combat. So you like have a bow and then you, it's like, a, did you ever play Lost Planet? You know, where all the bosses have like really obvious glowy weak points. I did play Lost Planet, yeah. Yeah, so it's a bit like that. So like every boss that you fight has got like really obvious red weak points that you have to hit. Um, and then it just alternates that between waves and waves, too many waves of like mini bots who die in one hit and who are just annoying. Um, but it's when it works, it's really, really good. Like the feeling of like swinging from place to place, using your momentum. You know, there was one bit where I swung between like two trees and then in between I fired a, an arrow off at this really distant robot and took it out in one shot, swung around the tree jumped off i was like mid-air and then hit like another two on my way down and i was like i feel like a fucking badass right now um and then i immediately respawned went to hook onto something it didn't hook on because it went through the hooking point and then i just fell to my death and i was like great now i feel like shit again um so it's the mixed bag but in terms of what vr can do it's got the the essence of you know what only vr can achieve of that feeling of 
the awesome immersion of when it all works together and and kind of coalesces so it's worth checking out if you like vr um but apparently it's much better on oculus and works much better so if you can play it on that probably go for that one um but yeah i just wanted to give a shout out to both of them because i wasn't completely praiseful in my reviews of them but i think both are worth checking out if you're into those kind of games so yeah give them a go sweet shall do shall do uh cat your game or oh, no no where are we <laughs> recommendations <laughs> Okay, we've done that bit already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so my recommendation is an app called Elster. I am in charge of the Family Secret Santa this year. Um, and so this is a very handy little app where is if you're in this position and you would like, you've got too many family, you've got too many siblings, you've got too many of this or that or other, or even if you're doing it at work, this is a really handy way that you kind of don't have to put as much work in as you probably normally would have had to. So all you need to do is download Elster. This is not sponsored, by the way. I make it sound like it is. <laughs> all you need to download, do, do is download Elster. Um, so you download, you download it, you, you kind of, it asks you if you're playing too and then you get everybody to you copy and paste a link to like your group chat or your whatsapp or whatever or you can just you know tell them to sign up during or you can put in the email addresses yourselves but you know i just copy and pasted a link in once everybody signed up you click a button and it distributes all the names for you and the great thing as well is that you can also put in restrictions for some people so if you don't want to get your own partner you don't want to get your mom or you don't want to get your dad or whatever you, you can put that in and it's really handy and you then don't know who everybody else has got so the fun isn't sucked out for you so it's just kind of like a secret secret santa kind of app that just organizes it all for you and it's really saved my life this month because now i don't have to keep track of what everyone else is doing i've just given them the app and it sends you a little email if you have that's my random Christmassy recommendation i love it thank you thank you i Not love a- it <laughs> Not a game or video game related, but Christmas related. And damn it, it's December. So, mm, yeah. Yeah, it is Christmas very soon. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you need it, Elsa, it's great. Good times. Nice. nice. Uh, what's my recommendation? Yeah. What is your recommendation this week, Ross? You know what? Screw you both. My recommendation is Fortnite. <laughs> I, I literally knew say. that was coming. <laughs> I, I absolutely knew, knew it was coming. Like, it was either going to be Halo or it was going to be Fortnite. That had to be one of them. Next week will be Halo because he'll, he'll have finally played the campaign. Oh my God. Yeah, that'll be true. <laughs> what be a honest, time to be alive. It'll just be two hours of Ross talking about the Halo campaign and we won't even get to talk. No. Uh, I might do a special just on my own, to be honest. Um, <laughs> just talking into the void. Yeah. Um, I mean, Fortnite had its live event uh, this week, the chapter closing live event, which are always so fucking cool and this one was probably the best one they've done so far um it was so entertaining the rock turned up the rock dwayne johnson himself was in there as the leader of the foundation he was called the foundation it was very funny um oh my god um there's a character in there called the visitor that saved us all from the sinking island he's voiced by joe McHale, and it's just it was just so awesome um and then vorna went offline for about 12 hours then it came back and there was a brand new island. And I spent a good three hours of my day, three to four hours of my day, um, exploring every single corner of it. And, oh man, I'm just having so much fun. I understand it's not for everyone. I get it. I get it. It wasn't for me for a long time. And I played it for like a week with my nephew. And I was like, right, I'm going to get better than my nephew. And once I realized that, I was like, shit, I'm in way too deep. Then I got the battle pass and then I earned all my V-Bucks and all the V-Bucks just pay for the next battle pass and so on and so on and so on. And here I am right now, again, a battle pass in a season in, in uh, chapter three. 
and it's just it's just fun i don't understand how i can explain it in any other way i'm having such a good time um it's very forza in a way this map it feels like it's been designed to just have the most fun possible and i feel like i'm at a good enough point now i've already got a couple of royales which i'm very proud of and they really celebrate it you really feel like you've actually achieve something if you win a couple of royales in this game and i'm just having a blast i'm having a blast the island is so much fun it feels bigger i could be wrong about that i don't know if it is or not but it just feels more expansive um like i said before the daily bugles in there just sort of celebrate the the fact that spider-man is on the battle pass and there's just these cool bits these cool bits there's a couple of areas which are covered in snow that you can't see right now but once the snow melts there's going to be more areas it's all very exciting. And I'm just, yeah, I am in super mega hype mode for Fortnite right now because it's, uh, yeah, it's the start of a new chapter and that's the best time to jump in. It's the best time to celebrate this kind of game. And um, Epic Games, they just kick ass, man. And I'm really, really happy with what they're doing. Uh, the XP leveling up system is a bit annoying at the moment. Um, a lot of all these bloody battle passes are at the present moment. Halo Infinite has gotten better from last week, actually which is nice. I'm now leveling up about a level a day, which is quite nice. Whereas before I was doing, what, a level every four or five days. So uh, that's uh, a nice change. But yeah, I recommend Fortnite. It's free to play everywhere. Go and bloody play Fortnite because one, it's fun. Two, I I haven't got anyone to play with. So come and play with me. (laughs) Everything's coming up Roscoe this week, isn't it? Oh man, I can't believe it. And then tomorrow it's like, right, I'm gonna play Fortnite all day until Halo comes out. It's like, what? What a life. I mean, that sounds pretty awful to me, not gonna lie. <laughs> until Halo. Sorry. Can you not hear the joy in my voice, Mars? Was that really necessary? Was that really necessary? I was just trying to have a good time, trying to enjoy yeah, myself. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Enjoy, <sighs> enjoy your Fortnite. I'm sure you'll love it once you get back on it. I will. Thank you very much. Just think of the bugle. Think of the bugle. I will think of the bugle. Bring me Spider-Man! Yeah. All right, then. Let's get into Out This Week and Out This Week. On December the 7th, 12 minutes, it's PS4 and Switch. Um, It's that uh, top-down game starring Daisy Ridley and James McAvoy, which you can currently play on Game Pass and now coming to consoles tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this podcast. The day it goes up. Um, Heavenly Bodies is also coming out on PlayStation 5 and PC. Um, Ever Forward is coming to PS4 and Switch. White Shadows is due on PS4 and PC. And December 8th. Mars, what's out on December 8th? The Halo Infinite campaign. It's the Halo Infinite campaign! <laughs> I just had a sneaking suspicion. Oh, my good God. Have you seen the reviews? Been crushing I mean, it. I haven't actually seen them yet, but apparently it is very, very good from the limited bit that I've read so far. Yeah. 88 on Metacritic right now. Oh, that's pretty solid, especially yeah. for just the campaign as well. Yeah, okay. right. Good times. Good times. And uh, December 9th, something called The Matrix Awakens is coming out on PS5 and Xbox. So this is very cool. This is an Unreal Engine 5 experience to, uh, to tie in with the new film, obviously. Um, it's a tech demo, and it's available to download right now, ready for the uh, launch on December 9th. And no one's really sure what it is, whether it's going to be a playable tech demo or it's just going to be something that you can immerse yourself in. But um, yeah, if you're into the Matrix, that's something pretty cool that's coming out on Xbox uh, Series and PS5. Absolutely, yeah. we'll be checking that out. Hell yeah, man. I've got it downloaded, ready to play on 7th. Nice. Looking forward to it. 
Uh, December 9th also sees Loop Hero come to Switch. So if you haven't played Loop Hero yet, which we really suggest you should, then uh, go and check it out on Switch. December 9th also sees After the Fall coming to PC and PS4. Looks like a very generic monster shooter. So I don't know. Don't know a lot about it. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it this week. Uh, apart from Super Impossible Road, um, our own Greg is playing that one. So look out for more on that very, very soon. But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to f- follow us individually, you can do that too. Just follow our Twitters. They're all in the description below. Except for Miles, of course, he's smart. And not on Twitter. You can follow Finger Guns at, at FNGRGNS. If you really like what we do, you want to follow our Patreon for $1 a month. You can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. But that's it. We may or may not be back with a Game Awards reaction at the end of the week. Uh, depending how angry the Game Awards make us, we shall see. Um, there won't be one uh, following it because obviously we're in the UK and it will be our like. 3 or 4 a.m. And the rest of the team are cowards and not staying up with me. Apparently, they're all grown-ups and have, like, jobs to go to and stuff. Whatever. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's a thing now. Oh, um, life. Yeah, whatever, guys. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just sit, I'll sit up on myself and make a podcast at 4 a.m. Hey, guys. So the trailers were really, really good. But nothing else was. Hooray! Yeah, it's going to be great. But, uh, yeah. We may record one uh, the night after if the reveals are awesome enough that are worthy for a bit of a chat. But uh, if not, we will see you on the next episode of the Vegan Guns Podcast next week. There's only two more left before Christmas, and then we'll be off for a few weeks before we come back in January. So get ready, because you're going to be running out of Vegan Guns Podcast episodes very, very soon. But until that auspicious occasion, it is goodbye from Cat Bandits. Bye-bye. Oh, not TTFN? No. Really? Why? Oh, why not? <laughs> why not? No, no, it's not right now. <laughs> See, you miss it now, don't you? You miss it. No. I feel bad. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's goodbye from Miles's humble burger farm. Nice. Uh, see you later. Yeah, I can read. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, but I just imagined <laughs> it was going to be really difficult to read out, and it absolutely isn't. <laughs> Very impressive, Ross. Well done. <laughs> well done, sir. You, can you read, read four words. Four whole words. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and goodbye from me. I am Roscoe Vale. We will see you next time on the Almighty Finger Guns podcast. Hello, Infinite on Wednesday. Ahooga! Yay. Yay.